was afraid to come out of the locker She was as nervous as she could be She was afraid to come out of the locker She was afraid that somebody would say Two, three, four, tell the people what she wore It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini That she wore for the first time today An itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini So in the locker she wanted to stay Two, three, four, stick around, we'll tell you more She was afraid to come out in the open She's afraid to come out of the water And I wonder what she's gonna do Now she's afraid to come out of the water And the poor little girl's turning blue Two, three, four, tell the people what she wore It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini That she wore for the first time today An itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America. As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my next guest is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. He had some great hits back in the 1960s, including Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weenie Polka Dot Bikini, one of my favorites, Sealed With a Kiss, and of course, uh, Gypsy uh, Woman. He had 22 songs on the Billboard's Top 100 charts, and for the past 60 years, he's been delighting us with so many different kinds of music, and we're so blessed and honored to welcome, please welcome, Mr. Brian Hyland. It's so, so good to talk to you, to Brian, and one thing before we get started, and this is the truth, that Sealed With a Kiss is one of my favorite songs, so when we got involved with this, I was so glad to be able to uh, speak with you, but first of all, Let's talk a little bit about uh, those those times, and if you don't mind, kind of tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about your great musical history. Well, uh, how you doing, Mike? Uh, yeah, I uh, I started off uh, just uh, listening to my brothers. Uh, they had a barbershop quartet, and they would practice at our house in Queens, and uh, and you know, I, I would I would be in the other room with all my other brothers. There was a lot of us in the house. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, I, I, that was really nice. And uh, then later on, I got in the church choir and uh, uh, sang in the church choir. And uh, then, like when rock and roll started with uh, in New York, 
there was all the rock and roll shows, Alan Freed shows and all that. And plus, it, it was on the radio. I, list, I used to listen to Alan Freed and all the um, DJs there in New York. And uh, so uh, at a certain point there, uh, I, uh, I got a, uh, a guitar and uh, started learning how to play the guitar a bit. And I just kind of taught myself. And uh, then uh, at, I had a, uh, I was in a singing group called the Delphi's, and we made a demo record of a song that we, a couple of songs that we had written over in uh, Manhattan. We made the demo over there, and uh, then uh, we, I thought, well, let, let's take it a step further and uh, see if we can get a record company interested in, uh, you know, working with us or you know, doing a doing a, a master recording. And so we took that demo, a friend of mine that was in the group, Lorenzo, and uh, we would uh, cut classes and take the train over to Manhattan and uh, from Queens, and we would just knock on doors, and we wouldn't make appointments or anything like that. We'd just bust in on them. <laughs> and uh, so eventually, uh, we, round, we wound up through kind of odd circumstances at Sammy Kay's office. Somebody, somebody told us they're looking for singers up there. So we went up there, and um, and uh, we played the demo for them, and uh, they said, um, "Well, we're not looking for groups. We were looking for a single singer." And but then they pointed to me and they said, "But we like the way that you sing." And so, like in that instant, I became a solo artist. And uh, so that was, uh, and the guys in the group were fine with that. There wasn't any problem. And um, so I, um, I started working with the arranger there in their office, whose name is Bugs Bauer. And Bugs, actually, it's his birthday today. And uh, he's in his 90s. And um, he was a real uh, helpful person to me. Uh, gave me a lot of confidence uh, in, what I, in what we were doing. And um, we cut a demo record uh, a, a couple of months after that, uh, of a song called Rosemary, and the song was from for their publishing company, and they were trying to get other people to record it, and it got sent out all over the country, and um, they got two hits on it on that, which was uh, uh, an artist uh, on the West Coast, actually two from the West Coast, uh, Larry Hall, who had the song Sandy, and then another person who was a really turned turned into a very famous songwriter, Barry Devorjan, and they both recorded the song. And so, but the, the demo was taken up there to Cap Records. Cap Records, they said, who's on the demo? We like this voice. And so they said, that's Brian Hyland. <laughs> so anyway, they, they, they said, we'd like to record him and do a master session with that song. It's called Rosemary. So that was my, that was my introduction into the world of music. Oh, fantastic, Brian. So let's start off with, uh, now, as far as this itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, old polka dot bikini is, was that then the, your first major hit? Or? Yeah, it was. Uh, the uh, the record right before that, the song I was just talking about, Rosemary, that came out, it was, uh, I think, in March, uh, uh, February and March, it came out, and uh, it did it did all right, you know, for the for a first time out. I think uh, uh, years later, I saw the actual, uh, you know, sales record of it, and it had sold uh, twenty two thousand copies, so which wasn't uh, too bad, you know, for for your first release, and uh, so that that was. Uh, but Polka Itsy Bitsy was my second second release. Uh, yeah, you're right. 
Oh, great. Uh, so, I mean, how did were you presented this particular song, and what did you first think about it? I mean, did somebody else play it for you? or? Well, uh, I was living there in, at the time in, in Queens, in Woodhaven, and I got a phone call from the uh, record company, and they said, Brian, come over here. We have this new song we want you to record because they had we had recorded another song that was going to come out, but they weren't really happy, totally happy with that. And uh, so they said, we have this really good song and we want you to come over and check it out and listen to it. And uh, we might want to record this. So I went over and uh, they played a demo of Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. It was by three and three girls were doing the demo. So I listened to it, and I thought, well, where am I going to, where do I sing on this? And so they said, well, you'll do this part, and then the chorus comes in, they'll do this part, and so on and so on. And uh, so then I said, all right, that sounds good. And so they set up a session, and uh, we did two other songs on the session at Regent Sound Studios in New York. And, uh, and uh, you know, they mixed it, and it came out very quickly, and um, it just took off. Oh, great. And now, uh, Brian, we want to talk about, like I said, one of my favorite songs, Sealed With a Kiss. And can you tell us a little bit about how this song came to you? Well, I had been working with the writers of that song, Gary Geld and Peter Udell. And uh, they were really great songwriters. And uh, they, um, they, they, we worked They when I was... Um, Right, I was getting all novelty songs from from the original uh, company, but then uh, when I started working with them, uh, th their songs were more sophisticated, and uh, we started with a song called Let Me Belong to You, which actually made it into the top 20. Then we did another record that made the charts called Ginny Come Lately, and uh, Ginny Come Lately was out was the record right before Seal With A Kiss, and so Seal With A Kiss was a song that they had and they had actually, there was another record of it that had been released by a group called The Four Voices. And The Four Voices sounded, their their version of Seal With a Kiss was kind of like the Brothers Four, like Greenfields, kind of a very slow kind of a group kind of thing. And uh, so we did it more pop with a harmonica in it and get, you know, electric guitars and the, the whole thing, the whole usual thing for a, for a pop record. And... Uh, so uh, we went in and recorded that and uh, at Bell Sound Studios, and the uh, the uh, that was a, actually a cool part of that was I actually got to sing harmony with uh, with myself. I did the harmony part, and I learned the harmony part as a separate melody actually, and uh, so that worked out really good. And uh, the uh, so that was and I also sang harmony on the song Ginny Come Lately also. That, so that was a that was another one. Anyway, so um, it came out, and uh, it, it, it did. Uh, when I, w I was on a tour at the time when it came out with Del Shannon and the Belmonts, and this is kind of a funny story, but uh, I, uh, the record company sent me a box of records uh, to one of the venues that we were playing out there in the Midwest. Ball we were mostly doing ballrooms. And uh, so I got records, and so I said, uh, Hey, Del, listen, this is my new record. Let's check it out. And so we... When we found a store that sold uh, you know, phonographs, and we went in there and uh, put it on, so played, you know, and then finished. And I looked at Del. He says, "I don't know." He says, "Too many chords, I think." <laughs> so, uh, so then uh, he said, "Boy, yeah, play it again, play it again." 
So we put it on again, and then he said, I think you got something there. So that was the first reaction that I got, you know, from someone else in the business. And uh, But, you know, it, it just uh, had a life of its own, and it took off. And it also went up to, that one went to number three in uh, on Billboard. And, Brian, I'm trying to think, maybe you could help me here. Was there a particular movie that Sealed with Kiss is in that I'm trying to think of and I can't think of the name of? Or? Uh, Sealed with Kiss was in a movie. Uh, uh, I think it was a British movie, and uh, it was uh, um, That'll Be the Day, I think it was called. Okay. Is that the one? And yeah, I think so. And uh, I think there's a couple of other. Uh, Ringo is in that movie, and uh, also uh, Billy Fury. And uh, it's it's mostly it's about I think it's about the British scene in the summertime. Uh, that's that was kind of the plot, I guess. And uh, so that that was a, that was a pretty cool movie. Okay, Brian, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is a legendary Mr. Brian Hyland, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. He had some great hits, including Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. My One of my favorite songs that is very special to me that I remember listening to on Oldies 104.3 FM in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, sealed with a kiss i always remember that song and i i love it so when this this whole brian uh highland thing came to be i was very excited and as you heard i told him that and i'm very glad i did tell him that and of course gypsy woman he had 22 uh 20 22 uh, hit, uh songs on the billboard top 100 so that's that is that is is amazing and uh i i encourage you to listen to all 22 and all the others that, that didn't make the chart so again my guest the legendary mr brian highland a great singer songwriter musician performer you are listening to the mike care radio program what's up america as always probably broadcasting from Ocoee, florida u.s planet earth and please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today though we gotta say goodbye for the summer darling i promise you this I'll send you all my love Every day in a letter Sealed with a kiss Guess it's gonna be a cold Lonely summer But I'll feel the emptiness I'll send you all my dreams Every day in a letter Sealed with a kiss I'll see you In the sunlight I'll hear your voice Everywhere I'll run To tenderly hold you But darling You won't be there I don't want to say goodbye For the summer Knowing the love we'll miss Oh, let us make a pledge To 
in September and seal it with a kiss. segment of this edition of the Mike Care radio program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ekoe, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, the one and only legendary Brian Highland. Uh, Brian Highland was a great teen idol back in the early 60s, the pre-Beatles uh, era, and he had a lot of great hits, including from 1960, it te- Itsy Teeny Weenie, yellow polka dot bikini and uh, also one of my favorites back i think it was about 62 63 sealed with a kiss and then all the way in 1970 gypsy woman and brian highland has been uh, performing in the business for well over 60 years and uh, he would still be performing in the business if it wasn't for this lousy pandemic but uh, he's he is recording music and uh, like he's ready to go when when all when everything's safe we can take off the masks and we, you know everything is all clear and uh, th- this is all over Brian's going to be the first one so uh, you still have a chance to see him like I said sixty years in the business and he is still going strong again my guest Brian Highland and Brian pleasure and honor that you could join me today thanks so much we're truly blessed and we. Tr- Truly do appreciate it. So, uh, Brian, as we mentioned, as the years went on, then you tended to write more of your songs then, or all of them, or? No, not really. I mean, I, I started uh, writing songs, uh, I guess, in the in the mid-60s, you know, when, when people started writing their own songs and, and working with Dell, uh, Dell was really, he liked to write songs all the time. And uh, so, uh, but... I uh, started writing songs, I guess, in the mid-60s. All right. So uh, anyway, so at a certain point in time uh, in the late 60s, I moved out to California from New York. And uh, st- I was working with Del Shannon at the time, uh, writing songs. And uh, so we, we we did a session and, uh, and brought it up to uh, uh, MCA Records. We brought it to a bunch of companies, but they, they liked it. And the song was called Could You Dig It? And I wrote that one with Dell. Then uh, it came out. It was a good song, but it, it just didn't. The timing wasn't right. So then we went in for another session, and we had a whole bunch of other songs that we had written in the meantime. And uh, so we went in. Uh, right before we went in, we thought, well, we ought to have, uh, uh, like, another song on there that we didn't write that's like an oldie, and uh, it'll be Ace in the Hole. And uh, we 
uh, we uh, were like brainstorming trying to come up with a song and then all of a sudden out of nowhere Gypsy Woman we said Gypsy Woman oh yeah I, and I played a little bit and we said yeah we're going to do Gypsy Woman that's the one and so when we did the session it that came out the best on the session and the other songs actually uh, a lot of them were included on an LP which I did uh, later that same year and uh, they were good songs also but Gypsy Woman just stood out and uh, came out, and uh, it took a long time, really, to uh, to make it up to the top of the charts, but it actually got up to number three on the charts, and it was a gold record, sold, actually, um, over a million copies. Wow. So that's that's great. Uh, so, I mean, have you, you know, written, uh, you know, we're talking about writing the songs, but, I mean, did you write uh, another song right after Gypsy Woman, or...? Uh, well, we, we continued in that vein, I guess, of, uh, you know, then we, I think the follow-up to that was Lonely Teardrops, Jackie Wilson song. Right. And we did that. And, uh, you know, and then the record industry and everything was changing then. And so I, I didn't, didn't have any, you know, successful records as successful as uh, Gypsy Woman after that. But, uh, you know, it, that was just the business and it's always that way. I talked to, uh, Phil Everly said, every time you put a record out, it's a crapshoot because of all the different variables out there. You know, who's, uh, what's popular, what instrument is the latest instrument that everybody's listening to. And, you know, so there's all these different things. And uh, you can, you know, and it could just be a bad song or bad performance, but uh, you never know. And uh, it's just, uh, it, that's what makes it mysterious. If, if everyone knew, there would be no bad records <laughs> right uh, so I mean so right now do you write any new new music or yes uh, I have a little I have a studio at my house uh, like I have one of the rooms here and uh, I have all the uh, recording equipment and mics and I have a I have a, a Mac which I use uh, for uh, you know for my program that I use called Logic and um so I, you know, I've been releasing things over the past couple of years uh, from my studio, and uh, we started doing. Uh, I did a Christmas, some Christmas things, and then we st we did a couple of uh, like two or three uh, things, which was called Triple Threat. We put three songs on each one, and uh, so we've been, you know, putting out new material. And uh, this uh, last year and this year, we we put out some new singles, just like single tracks. Because I think the, the record industry as it is right now, it's not the records, but the music industry, uh, is has uh, gone back to single songs. People hear a song, they say, I like that song. There's no B-side or anything like that. And uh, so and, and so that's just the way I've just been putting out uh, as, as uh, writing songs. And, uh, and so we... Uh, I'm just thinking, oh, this is a good one. I'll put this one out. And I have a whole bunch of songs, actually, in, uh, I call it the Steve Wonder once I uh, saw an article or, or a TV uh, show where Stevie Wonder was on. He said that he has this thing called the library, his library, which he keeps recording songs all the time, and he puts them in his library. Then when, they wants a, when he wants a new album come out, goes into the library. He says, oh, this one, this one, this one. And so he's got them all there already. And uh, I thought that was a great idea. 
So I've been doing that myself, and I have a whole bunch of backlog, in other words, of, of songs that I've, you know, done mixes on, and they're all, you know, so I can choose. Yeah, ex exactly, Brian. So, yeah, we were talking about how you're still performing, or were still performing uh, today, and it looks like that you perform a lot with, with other artists of the era then? That's true, yeah. And uh, also, uh, we do, like, overseas tours. We uh, last since around 2002 or 2004, somewhere around there, started doing... Uh, concerts over in uh, the UK with Peter Noon and uh, with different British acts uh, on those shows and sometimes Chris Montez both of us were on those shows too and Chris is a good friend and uh, so I've uh, been doing that like every couple of years we've been going over there to uh, to do that and before that I was working over there with Bobby V all through the 90s and, um, and, uh, and we've also done uh, things over there with British acts with, where there were no other Americans on the show and that was with Marty Wilde who was a very popular artist in, and still is in the UK and um, that was kind of a kick too doing that but uh, but uh, in America I'm, I'm doing shows with other like uh, you know other artists uh, we just did a cruise with Gary Puckett Freddie Cannon uh, uh, Johnny Contardo Bowser was on the cruise, and uh, Peggy March, and uh, the Tolkens, a lot of different uh, people, and um, so we, we work with a, a, a lot of shows we do now are with uh, doo-wop groups, and um, that was, uh, I always loved the doo-wop groups, and I, I like the aspect uh, that they, they practice all the time, <laughs> you hear them singing in their dressing room, and they're always, they like to sing, you know, and if you're in a doo-wop group, you don't need a band, really, to practice. You can just start singing. Right. And, Brian, do you, well, not so much now, but when the cruises get running again, do you plan on doing more of those? Or Oh, yeah. I love I love that whole thing of being on a cruise. And uh, at night, you can open your door uh, in your in your cabin, if you got one of those kind of cabins, and you can hear the ocean. <laughs> that was that was the coolest thing I ever, ever experienced. And somebody told me about it because I had been leaving my door closed thinking, ah, it's going to, all the uh, warm air is going to come in, but it didn't make any difference. And uh, it's such a great experience. I mean, just that and the, the motion of the ship is nice too. And, um, and all the people on the cruise, the people that, that come to those, that do the cruises, they're all rock and roll fans. And so they're there for the, for the music and it's great. Oh, so you have an opportunity to meet the fans. Is that a big thing for you, the meet and greets, or? Yes, I, I always enjoy talking to you know people, and they tell me, you know, I, you know their their story, and uh, I like I like hearing. I, it's it's uh it's like a a joint thing, you know, back and forth, and because um, I'm in I, I'm the same thing. I'm a music fan myself. I mean, I I wouldn't be in this business if I, if you know if I didn't like it. And uh, so I guess with everybody, you can remember when you first heard a song. Like, oh, I was I was in Pittsburgh driving up a hill, and I heard this song the first time. And it brings you right. Music will do that. It's an emotional experience, and uh, uh, that's the thing. And most people, they they'll remember certain songs like uh, "Seal with a Kiss." Maybe they had a girlfriend uh, or a boyfriend, and 
you know, it's just one of those um, songs that uh, that people really latched onto in that way. That they, it, it's like a life experience. Fantastic. So for now, for you, Brian, right now, then uh, everything's kind of in a standstill as far as shows and performances. Then, yes, that's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, but uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm singled out because it's not like everybody's in the same boat. And um, you know, we're just waiting for them to come up with a vaccine, and uh, you know, and. Everyone take the vaccine, of course. That's another aspect that we have to think about, and then uh, get back doing gigs. Oh, so you're 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 raring to go whenever it's safe, whenever the all clear is. You're you're still going to do it, huh? Definitely, yeah, of course. <laughs> Great. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad to to hear that. So, one thing I wanted to a- ask you, and I don't know if you've done this or not, but have you attempted this? I know everyone's doing it. This like Facebook Live business, or well, uh, I've done some uh, recordings here at my house that we put up, uh, and we put them up in honor of all, all health workers and doctors and the nurses uh, that are uh, you know putting themselves on the line. And so we did a couple of uh, songs and, you know, with, for those people, uh, you know, in honor of all those people. And uh, I did that and, and we put them up on Facebook. Yes, we did. Okay, Brian, thanks so much. That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. My guest today is a legendary Mr. Brian Hyland, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. Uh, I'll tell you some of his hits. Actually, he had 22 songs on Billboard's Top 100 charts. And I'll tell you the number one he had, he actually did have a number one that charted number one it is called itsy bitsy teeny weeny yo polka dot bikini and then uh, charting at number three but it probably was played like it was number one my favorite sealed with a kiss and then from 1970 that also charted at number three and uh, that was gypsy woman but some of his other uh, songs uh, charted as low at, at right down to five others were 25 you know it is just great uh brian has so many great songs he's been in the business for over 60 years and he has been providing so much great music and uh we're, 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 he is still still going strong and uh, he is uh still going to be out there when uh, the coronavirus is over and we can have a bottle of corona beer together uh you know he'll be out there and he'll be providing some great music so again my guest mr brian highland a great singer songwriter musician performer you are listening to the Bike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Me with love 
Welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. Well, my guest today is a legendary Mr. Brian Hyland, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. I'm sure everyone has heard of, of, of a few of his songs. Of course, the legendary song, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini and sealed with a kiss let me let me if if you hear it so we gotta say goodbye oh that ain't good so we gotta mm, let me try this one more time so we gotta say goodbye for the summer Darling, I promise you that ah, that sucked. But uh, you know, I I grew up with that song. Even though that I was actually in another generation, I grew up listening to that song back in the early nineteen nineties. And uh, you know, sure anybody could listen to it back in the early nineteen sixties, sixty two, sixty three. You know, during that era. But how many people get to hear these songs for the first time in in that? That era of Nirvana and the era of of all these these bands and uh, really 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 get to like good music. I love all music and I never bash music, but I'll just say that this music is more special. Well, I don't want to say you know all music special, but this music really excites me. So that is Brian Highland, and we're so blessed and honored that uh, Brian is uh, here uh, today, and we want to uh, thank uh, Brian's so much uh, for uh, being here and we want to thank each and every one of our radio listeners for being here and sharing my love and passion for what I do which is bringing you Brian's love and passion for what he does and if you've got a show idea uh, or if you've got a story well uh, if you've got a guest idea rather 
let me know. Go to MikeKira.com. Give me a call. Send me an email. And, you know, we'll see what we can do. I mean, I'm really glad. I'm really liking uh, the, these these last few interviews. And um, I'm hoping we got we got some more next week. We got we got we got a bunch next week. So we're just pumping pumping them out. And what is nice is because of the way these interviews are normally done. I really don't feel I feel like this, it's kind of like nor- normal. You know, we usually do these interviews before the pandemic the way we're doing them. And like I said, Brian's from California, so you can't social distance any further than that. So I'm I'm happy to do my part. I, I don't wear my mask during interviews, but I will wear my mask outside. And that's one little service announcement. And then we'll get back to Brian is, you know, I don't know about all this coronavirus business, but I'll say I'm going to do what this uh you know, CDC says I'm going to social distance. I'm going to wear my mask. You know, I'll bite my tongue. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do the the right way, and we'll all be safe. And you know, yes, it's it's a pain in the butt. It's gonna you know, it's gonna be a few a few more months, but it's for our safety. And you know, every everyone's gonna you know be happy. We'll get a vaccine, and you know, we'll eventually we'll all be running outside, and we'll be listening to Brian, who will be playing. I might be retired, but Brian, after sixty years of performing in this business, will not be retired. He will be uh, performing along with Carol Kay, who's in her eighties and everybody else so you know uh, it's it's such a pleasure and honor to be here and uh, Brian it's such a pleasure and honor Brian Island to talk to you thanks so much we truly do appreciate it and we're truly honored so I mean, so so right now, uh, you like I said, you, you're actually writing songs now, or I mean, is there a certain time you write songs, or? Well, that's kind of a mysterious thing. I mean, you ask anybody that writes songs, it's uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you know you hear somebody say something, or you or you're watching the television show, and there'll be a phrase that you'll hear, and you say, "Oh, that's a great idea," and. Uh, uh, and and it goes from there. Sometimes you just get a, a guitar lick, and uh, you know, and start with that. And um, I just recently bought a bass. I got a bass now, so I can um, put bass. Because I have been using a keyboard bass, and uh, but it, it's limited. You can only uh, go so far with that. But the uh, actual bass, because I play the guitar, so and I have played. I've had a bass before, but I got a nice one now. Uh, I got a Fender jazz bass and uh it's really nice so you're able so you're going to be able to track both the guitar and the bass on the song then correct yeah that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) uh, um, some of the things that i have already i'm gonna erase the bass part that i had and put on the other bass too I've, i've been thinking about doing that so um yeah it's uh it's a learning process, the whole thing, you know, with uh, with DAWs, digital audio workstations. I've had been working with those for a long time, and uh, and the whole <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the whole process has uh, evolved really nice. And uh, there's all you can. It, there's no limitations, really. You can have as many tracks as you want. When I first started out, it was just two tracks. And they had to mix everything down and ping pong things back and forth. And uh, then at a certain point, they said, "Ah, we got three tracks now." <laughs> so that was you know, we got an extra track to record on. And then it just kind of took off from there. And then four track, and eight track, and sixteen, twenty-four track, 
on up. And um, But then digital came in. I mean, with people doing recordings at their home, you have unlimited uh, access to, you know, any kind of anything. You can have a track that just comes in one spot in your in your song and plays a little harmonica thing or whatever. And, uh, and then, you know, so you can have... And you can perfectly EQ that and, uh, uh, you know, put echo on it or whatever you want and um, isolate just those little parts. And it's mind-blowing, actually, how many choices you have to make before you have a final mix, too. That's, that's one of the things you have to realize when, you, when, the, when the song is actually finished and the recording is finished, because you can keep adding stuff forever. And uh, that that's a, that's, can be a problem, actually. Right, and so I wanted to talk, Brian, about you know a typical Brian Highland show now. So, do you have a combination? Is it mainly the hits, or do you put in the new material and shows? Or, well, uh, we most of the shows. If you do a, a new song that you just wrote or, or in that kind of a thing, people don't, <clears throat> people don't like that. They want to hear they want to hear the songs that you did, and they want to also. I mean, I, I put in songs in my show that I like, uh, uh, besides my records, and uh, songs that fit in to, to to the other aspect of the show. And like we do all along the Watchtower, we do that one, Jim, uh, the uh, Bob Dylan song, and um, we do uh, other songs. We were doing the Letter, that was uh, our opener, the uh, Box Top song, and but I, I worked out a different arrangement <clears throat> of, of these songs so that. Uh, it has, uh, you know, it sounds a little different. And uh, Everly Brothers stuff we do, and uh, Brenda Lee stuff. And uh, we were doing, we'd, on the cruise, we did the song Sweet Nothings, which is, I love that song. And uh, so we, we mix it up. Oh, so with the cruises, I mean, is there like a certain number of shows? I mean, it's like a seven-day cruise, and you play like seven days, or how does that work? No, uh, on the cruise that we did, it, you're on the cruise, so uh, they they have you. Usually, you'll do, perform maybe once or twice. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, singing with the group with the band. Right. Then they have besides that, they have like an autograph thing, and then they have a meet and greet, and they have another thing where they uh, the people ask questions, and so they get everybody in a you know on the stage or in a, a conference room. And the people will sit there and and, and uh, hit hit you with questions. Oh, so so I mean, when they do that, what do you feel is the most asked question? I mean, is it usually about the the music or? That's yeah. That's usually uh, people want to know uh, details about certain things. You know, uh, where did you live? Uh, uh, where? Uh, just uh, did you ever meet Elvis? <laughs> that's that's one of the big questions, and uh, or the Beatles. Have you ever you know met the Beatles? Like Chris Montez, he was on the tour with the Beatles, uh, him and Tommy Rowe, uh, right when the Beatles first had they, the song they had out at the time was "Please Please Me." This is like a year before they made it in the U.S. in '63 over in the U.K. And uh, so they you know Chris always has great stories about that you know, and they ask him that. Uh, but with they they just uh, ask about you know song, about uh, how how did this song come about or how you know what uh, what was the process of recording this song things like that. 
Oh, so, so I mean, they they ask if you met Elvis. Did you meet Elvis, sir? Actually, I did. <laughs> I met Elvis in uh, Las Vegas when he was uh, when he first started playing there, and I happened. I was in the studio right at that point with Dell with Dell Shannon, and somebody came in the studio and I said, "Hey, Dell, Elvis is doing your tune in his set up in Las Vegas." So uh, we got tickets to go up there, and I think like two days later or something like that and we went up there and we sat in the audience and uh, so he said uh, <laughs> is it this next song the guy that wrote this is out there in the audience by Del Shannon so he says where are you where are you Del so uh, they had the spotlight searching for him <laughs> so I stood up and I said he's over here and uh, but uh, then after after uh, his performance we went back to the uh, dressing room and uh, and uh, we we said, uh, oh, Elvis wants to meet us. And uh, he came right out. And so we went in. We, we sat there for about an hour talking to him, uh, you know, between shows. And uh, he was a great guy. And it was, it was a real kick for me, to because I had always been an Elvis Presley fan right from the start, uh, when it first came out. And, uh, and he was great. He was really a nice person. And uh, uh, he was just like you would think Elvis would be, you know. He was... He's a warm person. And one thing, Brian, I'm wondering, you know, so when you meet these fans, do they tend to bring their grandchildren? I mean, are these kids, are you excited that these kids get to, another generation get to hear your music then? Well, I think uh, over the years, uh, they used uh, uh, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yell Fuck That Bikini on a lot of these uh, greats and, uh, you know, fun, fun rock and different albums like that that have a bunch of novelty songs. And I think a lot of generations of kids that growing up in the in the 70s and the 80s uh, heard those uh, uh, as little children, heard the, heard my song. And they were, you know, they... And so it's part of their um, musical memory, I guess. And uh, so... And then other songs like Seal With A Kiss has been recorded over and over again by different people. And... Um, so that's another uh, thing that uh, that and and right now with the XM Sirius XM radio, they have the 50s and the 60s, and they and that's like on all the time. So it's great, and like like yourself, you keep the music alive. So we really appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Brian. Okay, so we want want to let everyone know about your your website. Can you tell us about your website? Well, I have a website, brianhyland.com, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. We're on there, too. So people can, uh, you know, check that out. And we put up new stuff. Uh, we've been putting up, uh, like like uh, I was saying, the recordings that we've done at my house here, uh, They uh, we've been putting those up on Facebook. And um, they get around to other, uh, other uh, platforms also. And um, another thing I might say is that... Uh, uh, in December of this of last year, uh, we were over. I was over in Bangkok, Thailand, and we did a um, two shows over there. I was with Peggy March. The both of us we flew over there, and uh, that was really a cool experience. We uh, after the show, the promoter, the person that brought us there, he he said. Uh, I want you to see the rest of my country, and we got a couple of days, and we want I want to you know show you northern Thailand. So we took a flight up to Chen Rai, 
and then we drove from there up on all the way up to the border of uh, Laos and Myanmar, which used to be called Burma. And we we had lunch there, and uh, but we got to see the whole country, and it was it was fantastic. And it's one of the most beautiful countries, and the people are so nice. And um, it was that was a great experience for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I might say also, my son, Bodhi, is, uh, he travels with me, and he's my drummer. And uh, he's a, a blessing to me, you know, that uh, my wife passed away in 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just him and me. And uh, But, you know, he's, 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 a great, uh, he's a great son and a great, uh, great drummer also. Oh, okay, uh, Brian. We really uh, appreciate uh, all your time. And again, thanks uh, for the memories. And oh, yeah, before we go, is there a particular album or a particular CD that you recommend for, uh, of of yourself? Is there like a greatest hits album people could look at? Or yeah, there is. Uh, there's one on uh, on Uni on uh, well, actually uh, MCA Records, Uni uh, Universal. And uh, it's just uh, greatest hits, Brian Highland greatest hits, and it's it's on that label, and uh, it's a CD, and uh, so there's all a lot of good songs in there, including that one that I mentioned before. Uh, Could you dig it? I had I asked if they would put that on there, and they did, and uh, that was the one that came out right before Gypsy Woman, and also they put on the on that CD uh, Rosemary, which was my first record before. Look at that bikini. So they got all those songs on there. And it's a pretty good compilation. Oh, great. Okay, Brian, any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Well, I don't know. I just, uh, I hope everybody is uh, wearing their masks, you know. Yeah. I think important right now. And uh, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. But in California, where, that's where I am right now. Uh, everywhere, all the stores. You go in any store, and you got to put. You have a mask on. You go to the post office, any any place. And uh, I think it's important that people, uh, you know, take take heed of that. And uh, it's important that uh, you know until until they get a vaccine. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks so much, uh, Bri- Brian. My guest has been uh, Brian Highland, and you've been listening to the Mike Kara Radio program, What's Up America? And please catch us again next time. <laughs>